Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, I hope I'm going to create a good place for you to sleep tonight and rest. And you as patrons create a good environment for me to be able to do that. You really empower me to do so. So I appreciate that. Uh, so what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do is a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to uh, try to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations. So anything on your mind coming up, uh, going through your mind. Uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, you know, so, so oh, thoughts I said. I mentioned thoughts a few times, repetitive thoughts. Uh, feelings, so they could be emotions that are bubbling up related to the thoughts or unrelated, they're just there, percolating, a word that just doesn't get used enough uh, by me, though then it gets overused, uh, so that's why then they say I gotta take a break, let things spark, I love saying, let me let things percolate, uh, uh, so um, any emotions are doing emotions on percolation, maybe, because you could be a scientist, you have, like, can you imagine... You see, like, the difference between someone who's like, uh, well, we'll come back to this. I was going to say, yeah, let me go. No, let's talk about it right now. Let me part. Let's let's take a little meander. So what if you were like, I've never heard of this, to to be honest. So once upon a time, there was a method of making coffee, which you could probably still do, called percolation. I'll be honest, I have no idea. It involved bubbles and stuff. and I think it was popular in the 80s or the 70s. I don't know if I've ever had percolated coffee, uh, but I do remember some people like going to people's houses that had it because it was in like kind of like an electric kettle that you see today, but you like integrated the coffee in there and it had a clear thing on the top where you could see the coffee bubbling up. I, I don't know if that meant it was done or not. Also, to ask, uh, answer other people's questions, I'm not sure if you can make tea in a coffee percolator. Um, but like, uh, what was it? I already forgot part of my art. Like, well, it's going to one. Oh, oh no. So what if there was, let's, you know, cause nowadays we have a lot of different ways of making and consuming coffee and each genre or niche of coffee brewing as well as many other stages in the coffee consumption and production process have their own uh, fans. So I'm sure, or I guess I'm assuming, don't mean to make an ass out of you and me, percolators, but uh, that there may be a smaller group of coffee fans that are into percolation still. And they say, oh boy, or maybe percolation was a disaster. That's why we don't have it anymore. Where they, But they would say, oh boy, oh boy, I only drink that sweet, sweet percolated coffee, which is extra bitter and not sweet at all, but sweet to me. And you say, interesting. Oh boy, I like my coffee extra gritty, and, and you say, okay, like I don't know if that's what per- I'm not. I'm not throwing shade at percolated coffee, not shade grown either, uh, but uh, but so I'm sure percolated coffee people. There may be percolated percolated coffee fans out there, right? And there may be just other people that are like this. All that's how I drank my coffee my whole life. I'm not going to change. And those may be called permanent percolators. Uh, 
which just because I love alliteration. And then, but then there could be scientists because I think that's also some sort of scientific method or something. You know, we got to go, you know, before we do the osmosis, we got to do the percolation. Uh, then there's people like me that don't actually know how percolation works, but I constantly use it to talk about thinking about, well, I got to, you know, let it percolate for a while, which I assume means to sink and then bubble back up. Uh, that's what it means to me. Uh, and, you know, but bubble, you know, like a bit like uh, what they call that earth uh, before it was started. I always forget that term when the earth was bubbling and there was no land, you know, before the land. I always think of miasma, but that's not the word. They say the vest- not the vestigial earth either, but that was back when we had vestigial stuff. So, oh, but I was going to say those people have much different relationships uh, to the word percolation than I do. I just use it to go off topic because whatever's keeping you awake is what I was talking about uh, when I went off topic there. But so I'm here to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake, your thoughts, your feelings, or physical sensations. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to create a safe place. Uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. A bit like that percolated coffee. You see, mm, boy, I could taste the creaky dulcet in here. Maybe, depending on what percolated coffee actually tastes like. The Percolator, a newsletter for coffee percolation fans or fans, of, or that could be our podcast. Percolator podcast doesn't sound good. Percolation, but I like the Percolator. That could be, hey, this is a Percolator coming at you live at uh, Percolate 102. Uh, on your FM dial, it can be, we don't just play classic rock. We play ancient rock and, you know, rock that technically would be classic rock, but people, you know, they don't want to like, uh, yeah. Percolator 102. So send my voice across the loving, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders. Here's the thing. If you're new, already done a few, uh, superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic. So if you're new. Here's a few things to know, we, because you've got a little bit of a demonstration there. I'm not going to, like, uh, I don't directly ever get to anything. So this is kind of a podcast that's here to keep you company while you fall asleep. You don't necessarily really need to fully listen to it. You could kind of barely listen. You could listen in a fuzzy way or out of focus way. But if you're new, just kind of see how it goes. I would understand if you're new and you're skeptical or doubtful or uh, whatever that is, rest, like where you're like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. That's totally, it makes total sense. And then you might say, what the heck is a per Like you say, I don't know what this person is talking about. What does this have to do with a sleep podcast, percolated coffee? And I'd say, yeah, and just kind of loosely go with it. This is a podcast you don't need to listen to. The other thing is it's a, a sleep podcast that's not necessarily here to put you to sleep. It's here to kind of keep you company as you drift off. So see how it goes. Uh, that's like a, it's a bit of a conundrum, I guess. It's like, uh, I'm here to keep you company. So like, that's why the episodes are about an hour to give you plenty of time to fall asleep. And if you can't sleep, as some listeners can't, uh, I'm here to keep you company to the very end. That's why I make the show. I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place of respite. And if I could provide it, uh, it would be my honor. 
and it would make the world a better place. It's just that simple. It'd be a service. Like, I mean, it's, it's my dream because I've been there and I know how it feels. So those are two things if you're new. So per- per- let those percolate, right? Uh, it's almost like th- that would be one thing they don't say because I don't even know like like about a percolator. It's, you know, there's a truism. They say, watch the pot never boils. But you'd say like an electric kettle goes really fast. Uh, even, you know, in the past 20, 30, 40 years, they've gone pretty fast. And I would just say a percolator. In my mind, the percolator in my mind is uh, an electric kettle-like thing. And if you watch that, I don't even know what it's doing. You'd say, watched percolator. I don't even know what it's doing. It's kind of bubbling. It's doing something. Sometimes it's not. Uh, perplexed by the percolator. That would be a segment, I guess, on the percolator. The, I guess that's more of a newsletter, though. The percolator. So. I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, I'm here to keep you company and put you to sleep. Yeah, I don't know. So, but structurally, uh, this is other stuff that could throw off a new listener. So if you're thrown off, totally understandable. Uh, the structure of the show, and I do explain this a lot, but, I, you know, I realize it's like 12 minutes into the show, so it's not going to do everybody uh, good, especially people that are already, you know, sending me an email. But, uh so the show starts off with about two to four minutes of business normally. Uh, sometimes it might be a little bit longer, but uh, that's my goal. Then there's an intro. And the intro is about 12 to 20 minutes of me just rambling. Tonight it happens to be about uh, like a word I keep using and I can't stop using it now. But I'll try a little experiment to not use it right this second. So that's the intro. And the reason the intro... The, the intro is what can throw people off the most. It's not a, it's kind of an essential part of the show for the majority of the listeners because it's a wind down moment, uh, like 12 to 18 minutes uh, before the story starts or tonight before we talk about the good place where you could be getting ready for bed. You could be foam rolling. You could be stretching, you could be, you know, brushing your teeth, you could be bomb, you know, moisturizing, um, you could be petting pets, you could be resting, doodling, knitting, uh, sitting, chilling, looking out the window, maybe you're, uh, whatever you, you could be doing any of those things, or you could be already in bed, getting ready to wind down, getting comfortable, getting cozy. You know, when your bed goes from that unbelievable, I mean, if you keep the room as cool as I do, which most people don't, uh, but I, you know, I, how cold is my room? Ice cold. Uh, and so when I first get in bed, it takes, I say, this bed's never going to get warm. Uh, and eventually it does, but that takes a little while. And then as I'm getting cozy, that's part of my wind down routine. Uh, so the intro is kind of that long. To, to ease you into bedtime, I don't know, and to, to, to ease your thoughts uh, into the world of the podcast, a world of nonsense, probably of non sequiturs, uh, to depercolate. I, like, I guess you'd say, well, we got, re- yeah, oh, what are you doing? Well, I got to wrap up my day here at the great, uh, you know, liquid lab. You say, well, what do you, what do you have to do to finish up your day? Well, thanks, thanks for coming on this tour, kids. Oh, you're the only one that was interested in. You were the only one that took this tour out of your whole high school. 
Oh, everyone else went to the taffy factory. Hmm. Well, yeah, first I got to do some reverse osmosis and then some departiculation, and then I'm going to call it a day. It's a, uh, oh boy. It's a, so that's what I'm, that's how I'm, that's how I'm wrapping things up. So the, the intro is kind of a departiculation, if that's even a thing. I don't know if it is. I don't think once you've percolated water into coffee grounds, uh, I don't know. Is there a study? What would you could you depercolate or reverse osmosis uh, it all out of there, or is that like when you put something red in with your whites? You say, well, you could, but it's pretty pretty unlikely. Still going to have a pink hue to it. I don't know. These are the questions we ask during the intro as you wind down. So for new listeners, it's 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 kind of a chance for you to get an understanding of the nonsense we're up to here. And what to expect, which is me going off topic and getting a little mixed up and only kind of have like half interesting things. You'd say this in the hands of Roman Mars would be probably interesting. Or he would have said, no, let's not talk about this. And then he would have worked with this. They said, well, let's talk about this and this. But in my hands, you say, I kind of, I think I saw one of those things before. I kind of barely know what you're talking. I can almost not barely relate. Uh, it's not not that you're unrelatable. It's that I'm not sure if I need to relate to what you're saying or not. I'm neutral, you know, whatever the neutral version of relatable and unrelatable is. I say, yeah, you're you're right. Barely entertaining and barely, you know. Well, yeah, I don't know. There's not a word for it yet, but. Uh, so that's what the intro is, when it's 12 to 20 minutes. Sometimes for some new people, they say, what do you do? Like, what is this intro? When are you going to get to the good place content? And I'd say give it a, that show a few tries. After a while, you might find that you do prefer to start the show at 20 minutes, like 2 to 4% of people do. And I just heard from a couple new patrons that said, geez, I signed up. I love listening to just a story only episodes. That's like no intro or no business or anything. So you can kind of see what works for you. But over the first few tries, it's just, I guess it's like a, this podcast has a lot of different ways that listeners listen. And I kind of try to make it to try to fit into like, so it's kind of, a, I don't know, that you can make adjustments for what works for you. But in the end, the podcast just doesn't work for everybody. You could kind of see, I mean, I mean, who are we kidding? You, I mean, you've listened to me say, I'm not sure about this guy. That's probably a good sign. Uh, or I'm still skeptical. I'd say, well, that's probably a good sign too. Or you say, well, this is, that's what I think. That's what this, I mean, a lot of listeners are like, yeah, this is what goes through my mind too. And they'd say, welcome home. And, you know, if you're just, bare, if you're on the fence, you may, eventually this may work for you too because you say well oh i don't oh i wasn't so yeah i'm not so sure about this but i realize i don't need to listen to it and then there's some people that are just like i i uh strongly dislike like you know it's just not for everybody i'm my personality is not for everybody my bare sense of humor is not for everybody and uh, my creaky dulcet tones so I hope, I really hope the show works for you and give it a few tries. That's what all, almost all the regular listeners say. Uh, and I wish it was magical that it worked for everybody. Cause it, like I said, I've been there <laughs> this week. I've had it again. I said, what in the heck? Uh, like yesterday 
or whatever the day was, like, what, like, I, you know, I woke up in the middle, you know, I did one of those. And I said, what in the heck? I'm tired here. And then I said, I don't want to, like, and then I got a debate. Should I get up and go read or, uh, so it's not nice, you know, not being able to sleep. And I want to make it a little bit better if I can. And if I can't, if I can't put you to sleep, at least I can keep you company, right? And maybe you drift off or maybe you say, huh, I'm going to go Google percolation. Let's see where we could buy some percolated coffee. And then you'll realize, well, that's why, that's why, like some other things, uh, that's why it's not available anymore. But I don't know. I mean, I'm just speaking, I'm just, you know, brainstorming here. Uh, So that's it. I mean, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I really appreciate you checking the show out. I work hard, hard. I really yearn and strive to help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways we're able to keep the show free for everybody. All right, everybody, it's time to talk about Patty. I'm not talking about my dog from my youth, Patty the dog, which is spelled the same way, P-A-T-T-Y. Uh, just talking about the good episode, the good place episode, Patty, which was a good episode. Open with a peaceful, the hot air balloon from the last episode. Really, I, I idealized night sky. Uh, everyone's there, whole soul squad. J, J and J are snuggled up, uh, not super snuggled, but snuggled in a good way. Uh, we see a beauty. I mean, like there's clouds, there's sparkly stars, there's a full moon. Uh, they're finally headed to the good place. Uh, uh, the me of all places, Tahani says, uh, are we going to the right place? Janet, Janet says, I'm, I know, I'm sure we're going to the right place, but I've never been there because it feels like I'm on my way home. Then a flying puppy goes by, which has a cape and goggles. And then there's writing across the sky. Uh, which says, welcome, you are now entering. It's like in sparkly letters. Uh, and then it goes to the, the opening title card, The Good Place in Green, Chapter 51. Oh, boy. Is this a penultimate? I guess not because that means 10. Is this, what do they say, like the episode before the last episode that has a word for it? Uh, then the balloon lands, and we're at a modern... I don't know if they filmed this at the Getty, but it was Getty-esque. Uh, very cool and modern. Uh, welcome center. Very, very holy landscaping. Uh, I feel like Dorothy, some of the dialogue. Uh, uh, well, there's just a lot of good jokes. Tahani gets a lot of good jokes. Uh, Jason wants to race go-karts with monkeys. His lifelong dream. Uh, he explains why. Definitely worth watching the episode to find that out. Uh, and just the acting and body language as he's talking, like explaining it. I'm seeing it out of one of my eyes right now. Uh, then we see, let's see. Oh, maybe think of Chittenango Falls. We'll talk about that. Uh, there's a blue sign. It says Janet's uh, sign in here. Janet says, Jesus, I mean me. Uh, yeah. And then she touches it. Uh, she even makes a not not a girl, not a. She goes, I was born to do this, not born, uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, there's a like a rainbow. She puts her hand over her eyes and her rain. The panel, her hand and the her eyes go rainbow, and she now has all the information about the good place. In a nutshell, it slaps. Uh, but humans got to get adjusted. Jason's hoping to get some squigglies on his brain. Uh, let's see, brain folds, uh, 
uh, Eleanor fantasizes about some sunglasses and they appear. Uh, there's going to be a magical gala later. Uh, based on your personalities, so like the targeted Instagram ad of parties. So that's when the sunglasses come up. Uh, uh, Michael's a little stressed at first because he doesn't know if he belongs there. Uh, he says, like, I don't know, what you know what's going to happen. Uh, but he says, you guys have fun. Uh, then there's a chuming, chuming chime, a chiming chime that's very soothing. Like a brain being massaged by a baby deer. Uh, Michael's still worried. There's a lot of, there's a good joke with a great callback with Jason and Michael. Oh no, it has two callbacks actually, but uh, wait a minute. Uh, uh, oh, there's another chime. Uh, Instagram ad. Oh, gray suit. I really liked uh, Michael's. He has this nice gray suit with a blue shirt, this popping blue. Uh, Plaid bow tie, purple blues, floral pocket square with the same colors. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. Holy cow. Oh, so he was afraid he was going to throw up butterflies. That was earlier. Oh, then also Jason's T-shirt and his whole uh, warm-up suit, blue sky warm-up suit. But, uh, oh, then they go in... Uh, to the the lobby of the good place and there's these there's all these like it's like a welcome lobby or whatever and there's tables with different stuff in there kind of like fish candy bowls or fish bowls with like an off angle so kind of like a fancier fish bowl uh one is smarties but they have with green wrappers this is energy you had when you were 12 uh used or not oh then there's a thing of ring pops but they're not wrapped so i couldn't tell if they're used ring pops or not or some of them might have looking i couldn't tell and they have a scooper fully understanding the meaning of twin peaks uh, there's a listening station that tahani goes to every nice thing anyone has ever said about you behind your back uh which uh, carly cross i guess like Kloss, carly i don't know likes uh, tahani I'm going to have to listen to Who Weekly to figure that one out. There's a photo booth, passport passport photos, but look good. There's like the company that runs, it's infinite something, but it's blurry. Eleanor goes in there. Jason smells some uh, tubes of paint or something that say hug from grandma. Um, oh, uh, Chidi asks if, if some of his favorite philosophers are going to be there, but Janet's like, no, 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 they didn't like, weren't so great, but Hypatia of Alexandria will be here. So Chidi's totally pumped. Uh, like he cannot believe it. Uh, he's, he's, uh, overwhelmed. Uh, Chidi pumped like, I don't know. I can't. And then, uh, then the good place crew shows up the good place committee. They say, Michael, Michael heroes, uh, you're more than welcome here. We have some more exciting news, uh, you know, the party. But, Michael, we're going to swear you in as official Good Place architect. You follow us. And uh, there's even more chimes, uh, more good Tahani jokes. And then Janice says, when you go through this rainbow portal, we'll go through, like, a, that's when the party will transform perfectly tailored to your essences. Uh, but they say, hey, let's walk through together then. And, uh, they walk into Jacksonville super suites, like, uh, like bar conference room type thing. And, uh, there's a Bortles, 
like uh, there's a rock cut out. I'm going to pause it when it comes up here. Bedpan from Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, that Eleanor remembers from Vince McMahon. Uh, there's the green doors in the background that uh, if you go through those, you can visit any place real or imagined. Okay, they're going through the portal now. And they've walked in. And let's see. Oh, boy. I hit the wrong button there. So I got to wait for them to walk through again. Kind of like my handwriting. My button pushing is not that different. Uh, There's champagne and kegs, a lot of Jacksonville, Jaguars gear, uh, fancy tables and lawn furniture. Uh, People dressed in various styles uh, to fit all of our main characters. I think there's some book reading going on for Chidi's sake. Oh, there are some bookshelves, beer pong, margaritas, Jacksonville Super Suites, uh, oh, mailmen, male persons. Uh, yeah, let's see what else here. I'm just watching in the background. Oh, there's a shrimp soda machine. I think that's what it is. And Jacksonville Super Suites kind of seems like the place uh, where, oh, Jason says prom and traffic court. Uh, Oh, yeah, people are reading philosophy, some sort of shrimp soda machine. Eleanor's happy. Jason looks happy now. So then uh, they say, oh, it's a perfect party, but it's based on everyone's combined. So it's a mishmash. And then that's when they say, oh, these green doors, you can go any place real or imagine. Jason wants to go race the go-karts. But uh, they say, oh, you could dinosaurs or the Hamlet at the Globe. We're Tokyo Drift with Monkeys. See you in a thousand years. Oh, there's also a dude in a rainbow sweater, which I said, is that kind of like Eleanor style? Good place. Oh, that's later in a second. Uh, Chidi's starting to worry about talking to uh, Hypatia because uh, he's so nervous. Uh, like then Eleanor tells Tahani, let's talk shade about everyone here later. This is great. Uh, then Michael goes, he's at with the Good Place team. There's this giant scroll. And they, they say, Michael, we got to put this ceremonial robe on you, which is, and they say, they're just so complimentary. They say, boy, do you have shoulders for a robe? Yeah, there's a big thumbs up medallion behind him. How are you, He's like, how am I going to sign this? Uh, so that's funny. They put a medal on him. He says he feels like Mary Lou Retton. And they say, now you're in charge. You're the boss now. He goes, what do you mean? And they go, oh, bye-bye. Uh, everything's, no take-backs. We'll see you later. And then they take off. Uh, that's when there's an ad break. Uh, then Michael starts looking around the more modern part of the headquarters, uh, looking for his fellow good place, good placement, it says. And here coming up in like a minute or so, there's like a sign that says uh, ideas for the good place. I'll pause it there. Uh, ideas for improvement. Uh, then it uh, it's Lisa Kudrow. Chidi eventually meets Hypatia, who says, you can call me Patty. He's totally, his mind blown. He's stumbling over his words. Uh, it turns out he had a poster of the Matrix on his wall when he was from, uh, with Trinity from the Matrix when he was a kid. Uh, Stardust, uh, oh, she, she says, let's get some Stardust milkshakes. Uh, isn't that a good idea? Uh, they're delicious. 
Uh, yeah, Chidi even asked a correction of, oh, is it Hypatia? Hypatia? Like, uh, he says there's different names. She's, that's when she says, just call me pa- pa- Patty. Oh, I pictured you as Trinity from The Matrix. And yeah, Chidi can't even believe, because then he talks about plotness. Uh, and that's when you realize, she, she goes, Jesus, like, uh, who's, who's plotness? Is he a think book man? Or a read book man. And she says, sorry, I have my brain's a bit foggy. Yeah, that's why I don't like, uh, like, uh, that's why I'm not following you. And then she says, wait a second, I forgot to tell you, uh, we're, we're, things aren't going good. Uh, and then there's a, a cut, but I'm going to cut back right now to Michael wandering. Uh, right now in the real replay, everybody's taking off. Uh, Michael's still looking at his robe. Now he's walking the halls. Hello, good placement. Hello. Now he goes into this office. It's a big mess. It says ideas for p- proving the good place. Uh, there's like so many scraps of paper, like they've been brainstorming for years. Uh, music you could eat. Get more chocolate and chocolate. More hoverboards. Let me see. They go to a Zoom because I can't read the rest of it. Michael's reading it. They'll wait until Beyonce gets here and ask her to fix it. Fewer hoverboards somehow. Uh, Giant mini donuts, not just regular donuts. Uh, Dave will explain. And then there's a last one that's kind of, uh, I wonder if we zoom in, what would happen? Well, I zoomed in. There's one that's been um, wiped clean that uh, isn't there. Okay, then we cut. So the cut happens, and then uh, Tahani's talking to a plot of ball uh, who has a Jason uh, a jumpsuit, a jumpsuit from Jason's dance crew, DDR, or whatever. I, I had to look up the name and I forgot it, but I got it for the research later. Uh, she says, What's your deal? He goes, Well, I helped the poor in ancient Phoenicia. And she goes, oh, I had a soul, soul, soul cycle instructor named Phoenicia. Guy talks about how he's he's kind of tuned out, though. He has a lot of good jokes, though. He's a bit like like a duller version of me, uh, just because of the situation. Uh, also, Janet talks to a, another good Janet who kind of just is filling people's random wishes, uh, which doesn't seem very... Uh, like everybody's at, can I get a Coke, water, lamp, a cat? No, just a Coke. Uh, and they see people just ask you for stuff and you get it. And she goes, yeah, isn't that great? Uh, spaceship, giant, junior, mint, co- no, Coke. Uh, then uh, uh, Eleanor, Chidi, and Patty are outside drinking their milkshakes. Uh, and she's like, that's what I do. I drink milkshakes and... Uh, do other stuff worth watching. Uh, and they said, weren't you going to tell us that everything's a bit in trouble? She goes, oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, she goes, on paper, paradise. Uh, but once all your desires and needs are meant in an infinite way and everything's perfect, perfect, you go, you get mushy and glassy-eyed. And they go, they can't believe it. Uh, and she goes, I used to be cool and know stuff, uh, art, music, and number number piles uh and they like when i say two or six and she goes math uh but she goes when time's stretched out and every second's amazing 
you kind of, uh, you, you just uh, doesn't, and they say, so you're just, we're just going to be bl- bl- glassy eyed for all of existence eventually. And then they say, well, why don't you tell anybody? She goes, what do we tell? And then they go, okay, we got to find everybody. She also has a Bortles jersey on. So she goes, oh, there's math on my shirt. Uh, but her jersey's Hypatia, number five, actually. I don't know if Bortles is five or uh, whoever took over for Bortles this year. I, I can't remember. Nick Folk or whatever. I don't know. Uh, so then everybody's trying to find one another. Tahani, Eleanor, Chidi, Caviar, Jello shots we hear about. Uh, no one, every, first people here, no one cares. Even the Jan, good Janets are weird. Uh, then everybody meets up. They say, this good place is not good. Everyone's a happiness uh, zoned outer. And no one's doing anything because, uh, you know, by the time they realize something's happening, they're gone. Uh, Patty's offering milkshakes. They go, we got to find the committee. Michael shows up. He says, I'm the committee. At some point, Patty was double-fisted with milkshakes. I think that's when Michael shows up. Eleanor has a Hufflepuff joke and a sorting hat Hufflepuff joke because uh, Michael says, good, they put me in charge, and then they ran away. Uh, and they go, wait, we can't believe this. Uh, and go, well, some people are enjoying themselves. Jason comes back in a driving suit. And he has high energy. It goes to an ad, though, because he goes, that dream was not, got boring fast. Because uh, he was like, well, monkeys is only fun for so long. And then you try out hippos or other beings, 50 combos. Uh, but then I missed my friends. Uh, then we get another nutshell. I didn't realize it happened twice. Okay, that's it in a nutshell. When you can do anything and you do everything, uh, then you're done. You still have infinity to go. Uh, till only, all you have left is a uh, milkshake. So why didn't the good place try to help? And they go, they did. Uh, then they're back. Uh, oh, wait, there's an important thing at 15 minutes. Uh, then they're back at the office trying to go through everything. They go, geez, they try to make unicorns bigger, give them horns, do a bunch of stuff, but they were fluffy rhinos. Uh, but the committee members aren't human. And then as soon as we showed up, they took off. Uh, and then uh, once again, Eleanor, you, you know, you say, whose show is this? Eleanor says, you know what? I'm not giving up. Once again, we can count on uh, Eleanor. Uh, I'm not going to give up. Uh, she has some jokes. We designed this system uh, where people are in paradise, but this joyless uh, cosmic Coachella uh, then they said, what about a memory reset? They say, no, that's like, not, uh, we can't use the same playbook as in the ungood place. And Eleanor thinks of solutions. She says, she's, you know, what gives life meaning is, uh, big farm, you know, the big farm or whatever is beyond the big farm. Uh, and, uh, so what if we do that, uh, uh, the best way to restore meaning is to let people leave the good place when they so choose. Uh, they go, can we do that? And Eleanor says, you, you're in good charge of the good place. You can do whatever you want. Uh, then there's the party, and Michael's missing, and he shows up very sil- silly. He says, cool, my babies. Uh, so I don't know if that was uh, like, uh, if that was uh, him, my, my, my brother, my brother, me shout out or not. Uh, and Jason and Michael are t- c- cracking up, talking about Taco Bell. 
uh, Eleanor makes a speech. Uh, she says, okay, everyone, uh, let me get your attention. I'm Eleanor Shellstrap. I uh, hope you're having fun at this Florizona British Library extravaganza. Uh, but I guess it's not fun anymore, which is kind of the point. Uh, you're on a never-ending vacation. Only thing that makes a vacation special is at the end. Oh, so there's glass or ice swan. Uh, she goes, so we have an idea. We're going to have a new door. And when you're finished with the good place, you just, you're satisfied. Go through that door and your time in the universe will end. And she goes, you don't have to, if you don't want to, but you can. And hopefully knowing that you don't have to be here forever will help you feel happier while you are. And they just say, well, what will happen if you go through it? And she says, well, we don't know. Uh, but it'll be peaceful and your journey will be over. You know, you led good lives. Uh, you deserve your place here. So stay as long as you like. Use green doors to do everything. And then when you're ready, walk through one last door and be at peace. Does that sound good? And everyone's happy. There's also, I paused it to, to see the crowd here during Eleanor's speech. Um, it might be worth it. You know, there's a lot of different styles. Uh, so, I don't know. I was just trying, I wanted to see what it would be. Uh, let's see. Does that sound good? Then there's a party. Go, then they go to a party. Jason, DJ music is DJ and make some noise. Uh, Janet's like, that's my boyfriend. Uh, Patty's like, okay, eventually I'm going to get back to normal. She uses, this was a groundbreaking for me. I never knew how to spell ennui or what ennui spelled was, was my whole life, whatever, uh, E-N-N-U-I. Uh, so that's a big, big learning moment for me. Uh, so she says, I'll be back. It's lucky we ran into you. And she says, no, no, lucky we ran into you. You saved us. And she goes, no, no, your friendship is what saved you. He goes, yeah, yeah, I know. I don't get that. Uh, and uh, so they say, okay, let's do it. Uh, then we go to the old neighborhood uh, with all the Soul Squad. Michael's like, I got my office nearby. Uh, we see Tahani's like a castle of whatever those things are called, pillars. I think we saw Eleanor's spot. He goes, Jason, I took a wild guess. A stupid Nick's wing dump. Uh, Jason's like, I'm never going to get sick of wings, uh, even if it's boring. And then they're like, you know what, Michael? You were right. Uh, uh, everything is fine, Eleanor says. Uh, and you say, okay, but there's still one more episode left. So it's like, uh, and I have not seen it. I will watch it, uh, probably tonight. Been waiting. And let's see. So, uh, then we have one last shot of Eleanor and Chidi. They're, I think they're out back at Eleanor's place. It has this amazing view. It's sunrise or sunset. A totally romantic moment, uh, snuggled up. This is what we've been looking for since the day we met. Uh, this is what the good place is. Uh, it's not even a place, really. It's just having enough time with the people you love. Uh, you're right, and we have as long as we want. And then there's like this couple's moment over the blankets. And it's a really genuine, sweet moment, and the episode comes to a close.
so now we're going to run through, like, what uh, facts? Let's see here. Well, I looked up a lot of stuff for this one. Uh, let's see. Let's start with the J. Paul Getty Museum. You think this has come up on the show? Also, it came up because I had an amends to make from when I was in, like, uh, middle school or freshman in high school. Uh, to my mom's aunt because we went to visit her in Washington, D.C. And she took us to a restaurant called J. Paul's. And I got into a, she said, this is after J. Paul, this is J. Paul Getty's restaurant or named after J. Paul Getty. And I thought it was named after, like, because I was playing like this uh, computer game based on uh, like uh, all the great uh, armadas of history. I don't know who was it, J. Paul, John Paul Jones or something. I don't know. I was arguing with her. Even though she lived there and took us to the restaurant, I was like, are you sure this isn't John? I was, like, explaining her. So a little bit embarrassed. But the J. Paul Getty Museum, known as the Getty, if you've been through L.A., you've seen it on the hill. I mean, there's two campuses, uh, but uh, the Getty Center, uh, like, uh, that's a primary museum. It's in uh, L.A. on the hill, like, above the 405. Uh, very modern. Uh, it's in video games too, so you may have even seen it. Uh, in '74, J. Paul Getty opened a museum in recreation of the villa, uh, villa, the Villa Museum in Malibu, and uh, it inherited a lot of money. Uh, let's see, and then yeah, there's a lot on. Uh, not all good either, but there's a lot on. Uh, and it doesn't really talk. Oh, I guess maybe because I got to go to the Getty Center. That's what uh, I'm talking about. 1.3 billion center opened in 1997. I remember when it was getting built. I lived in LA. Maybe I was even there. Oh, it's, I lived there when it opened. That's interesting. I don't know if I w- went there when it opened. Maybe. I guess I think I did over that year. Uh. It sits atop of here. It's got a cable pulled, a hover train, people mover, uh, 1.8 million visitors annually. Uh, so, I don't know. I just wanted to look it up, you know, a little bit about it. How about Dorothy Gale? Uh, she's from L. Frank Baum's uh, main protagonist in the Oz novels, which I've never read one, including the 1900 Wizard, Wizard, Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Uh, Appears in most of the uh, sequels and adaptations, including the film The Wizard of Oz. And later novels, she'll be like, uh, lives, you know, lives there uh, uh, as, you know, resident. I'm just trying to figure out what else we could learn about Dorothy Gale. Um, Let's see. Maybe we should let's just look up the Wizard of Oz uh, film. Oh, Dorothy, uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Dorothy Dwan uh, played Dorothy in the 1925 film. Uh, then uh, in the 1939 film, she was played by Julie Gar- 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 Judy Garland. My, uh, my, my speaking inability is... Uh, that was the film, The Wizard of Oz. Let's see, The Wizard of Oz, what year did that come out? Oh, 1939. Made, uh, its budget was $2.8 million and it made $26 million in box office. I, maybe, I don't know if that was just at the time. 
A very famous movie production began when Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs showed that uh, these kind of films could be successful. Uh, so, yeah, let's see what else we got here. Uh, had um, a lot of music, obviously, uh, like a timeless part of uh, history, a lot of good remakes. It did receive much com- uh, uh, acclaim upon release, uh, including uh, Judy Garland's performance. Rod- Roger Ebert called it one of the great films. Uh, comedy, music, special effects, and uh, excitement, and a great story that uh, you know p- penetrates to the deepest feelings of childhood and then reassures them. Uh, yeah, like it's influenced a lot of people. Let's see. I'm just trying to figure out what else would be interesting to talk. I guess that's it. I want to talk about uh, Chittenango because I think that's where L. Frank Baum was from. And when I lived there, they would always say, oh, one day they're going to open a Wizard of Oz theme park in Chittenango, New York. Uh, That's C-H-I-T-T-E-N-A-N-G-O. And I don't think they ever did, and I probably they won't just because... I don't know if there's just the best place for a theme park. Like, I don't know. But they do have Chittenango Falls State Park, which I've been to. And if you're around, you should check it out. It's uh, on the east side of Casanova Lake, Madison County, New York. 167-foot waterfall that cascades over 400-million-year-old bedrock. This is all from Wikipedia. Everything so far. Uh, at the bottom is Chittenango Creek. It falls, full, flows underneath a wooden bridge. There's picnic tables, uh, hiking. Uh, about uh, 45,000 people go each year. It used to have a campground. It doesn't anymore. Uh, and uh, it's you know open year-round, but the falls hike is not open in the winter. Uh, so definitely, if you're in, in New York State, uh, right in the central hub of New York State, uh, you should think about checking it out, Chittenango Falls. Uh, I mean, I should try to do it the next time I'm in town. Uh, Jason talked about his brain folds and his smooth brain. And I think he's had a smooth brain joke before because I can hear him saying smooth brain. Or someone saying it, but gyrification, gyrification, G-Y-R-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N, is a process of forming the characteristic folds of the cerebral cortex. Uh, The peak of the fold is a gyrus, uh, or gyri, and the trow is known as a sulcus, a sulcus. Uh, the neurons rely in uh, the cerebral cortex in a thin layer of gray matter on the surface of the brain. Much of the interior volume's got uh, uh, white matter. And, you know, there's a lot of other stuff. But I just was like, what are the, um, you know, what is it? Uh, why And why? They say, well, it increases the speed of brain cell cons- communication. Uh, since the folds allow the cells to be closer to one another, requiring less time and energy to transmit neuronal electrical impulses. Uh, so, you know, that's that's good to know. Uh, there's c- theories on causality, uh, mechanical factors. Uh, there's a, a lot about it. I just thought it was interesting. I said, well, what is that called? Let me look that up.
Uh, let's move on to Smarties here on Wikipedia. Now, in the U.S., Smarties are candy produced by Smarties Candy Company, uh, formerly CD Candy, that's C-E-D-E Candy, Inc. Uh, they were originally produced in factories in Union Township, New Jersey, and Newmarket, Ontario. Uh, but in Canada, they were known as Rockets because the Nestle has a different type of candy in the U.K. Uh, called Smarties. Uh, the New Jersey factory produces 1 billion rolls of Smarties annually, and in total, the company produces 2.5 billion a year. Now, here's where it gets good. One individual candy is a biconcave disc in shape uh, with a diameter of roughly 1 centimeter and a height of 4 millimeters. Uh, they come in combinations within the wrapped rolls. These include white and pastel shapes of yellow, pink, orange, purple, and green. Each color's flavor is different. Usually there's 15 candies in a roll. Uh, they're peanut-free, gluten-free, fat-free, and dairy-free. And uh, free of animal products and suitable for vegans, according to Wikipedia. After World War II, the D family bought pellet machine. The, these pellet machines repurposed them to make candy. Uh, then, uh, the, yeah, they just had a history of trying it out. They even had one with Rock the Vote in 2004 wrapper. Uh, they released a theater box in 2009 with a retro look. Uh, change, they changed their name to Smarties Candy Company in 2011. In 2011, they also confirmed that they're vegan. Uh, their factories operate 24 hours a day, five days a week. That's uh, making 70,000 pounds of candy a day. Uh, the, yeah, they contain dextrose, citric acid, calcium, st- stearate, and natural flavors, artificial flavors, and colors. And let's just see if we link over there to Nestle Smarties just to get a... Now, Nestle Smarties are color-varied sugar-coated chocolate confectionery manufactured since 1937 in the UK. I love this. Oblate spheroids. Talk about how do you learn your uh, geometry? Candy and Wikipedia is one way. Uh, they come in eight colors, red, orange, yellow, blue, green, mauve, mauve. How do you say that? And pink and brown. Uh, and, you know, they've changed it out depending on the, the colors uh, and the, the coloring. And I think that's it. Round Trees of York is the ones that are making chocolate beans since 1882. I don't know if I've had a Smarty, a chocolate Smarty, but they look a bit like another uh, candy-coated chocolate here in the U.S., but I don't know if they taste any different or not. And of course, you know, Wikipedia, or I mean, a uh, good place does its research. I do my research on Wikipedia, but a uh, good place does it deep. But Hypatia of Alexandra was a Hellenistic uh, Neoplatonist, a philosopher, astronomer, mathematician uh, at the Neoplatonic School in Alexandria. She taught philosophy and astronomy. Uh, she was the first female mathematician whose life was reasonably well recorded. Great teacher, wise counselor. Uh, she wrote a commentary on the Dial Fat and Fat Fatinus's thirteen uh, volume Arithmetica. Uh, it was also reintegrated into the text. Uh, that's how some of it survived. Uh, 
Uh, many modern scholars believe that Hypatia edited the surviving text of Ptolemy's Alchemist. Uh, uh, she was known to construct astrolabs and hydrometers, but did not invent them, but probably improved upon them. Uh, she was known for her tolerance, even though she was a pagan, she, she was tolerant towards Christians and other, and, and any kind of students she had. And there's a, a lot on here on Wikipedia. So if you say, man, I want to know more about Hypatia or Hypati, uh, you should check it out. Her whole history, a lot of paintings of her, you know, and, uh, her trip to good places even, uh, talk, talked in there. Now, let's say you did want to go rent it. You, you said, I want to create a Jacksonville Super Suites experience. Uh, um, of course, this thing is trying to, I don't want to book now. It's trying to tell me to book now. I just want to look up some options. Uh, but this thing is, you know, uh, well, let's just ch- say, let's check in here. Check out there. Okay, so here, so here's our options here. There's uh, the Holiday Inn Express and Suites at Jacksonville Airport right now. It's looking at it's like a 149. Looks like it has breakfast and uh, this is on uh, what is this TripAdvisor 149. I mean that's just today only though. Uh, four out of five dots. Uh, 485 reviews. So the breakfast included, it looks indoor pool. It looks like comfort suites near Bay Meadows, Bay Meadows near Butler Boulevard. That has four and a half circles. It looks like it's 157 breakfast also included. Uh, then there's a Hyatt place uh, uh, near Jacksonville Airport. That's 171. That's, I stay at those. It's uh, like one of my preferred discount hotels. So just in case, uh, I mean, if you say where scoot, where would scoots prefer a high, high place, uh, uh, but that has a, those are kind of, kind of sweet esque. I don't think they have like anything to cook with, Well, I guess that doesn't make it sweet, but it has a place to sit and then a bed. Uh, then there's comfort suites airport. That's down to one twenty one. Oh, that has four dots. Uh, high place has four dots, but the high place has 1100 reviews. Everything else is in the couple hundreds. Uh, Double Tree Hilton is uh, four thirty nine. Uh, that's at the airport. Uh, four uh, dots out of five. Uh, Hilton Garden Inn that has four and a half stars, seven hundred twenty two reviews, two seventy four. Holiday Inn Express and Suites at uh, Town Center is two twenty one. That has four f- four stars, but it's only twenty three reviews. Uh, Hampton Inn and Suites four and a half. Uh, Jacksonville South uh, at Bartram Park. That's 214, 904 reviews. Uh, then we're back at the Holiday Inn Express. So those are just some options there. If you're thinking about a trip to, uh, if you say, I want to recreate that, probably you shouldn't do it at one of those places if you're paying. But, you know, I just want to give you the choice. How about Mary Lou Retton? A uh, retired American gymnast uh, boycotted the 1984 Olympics. Oh, no, at the boycotted 84 Olympics. She won a gold medal, two silver medals, and two bronze. Her, point, her, her performance made her one of the most popular athletes in the U.S. Uh, her gold medal was historically she won the first ever all-around gold medal at the Olympics for an American 
Uh, originally from Fairmont, West Virginia. Uh, let's see here. Uh, gymnastics career. Uh, she was inspired uh, by watching uh, Nadia Komanich at the 1976 uh, Summer Olympics. And she took it up, took it seriously, uh, moved to Houston, Texas, uh, and worked her way up post uh, career. Uh, she's uh, been famous for endorsing stuff, uh, famous for, uh, she, she was in, uh, wasn't she, she, Mary Lou Retton was in uh, Scrooge, right? And uh, Naked Gun 33 and a third. So, I mean, that's definitely, he said that, that was like a great thing. Let's see, also on uh, TV, Knott's Landing, Wow, Baywatch, uh, Glee, uh, the Super Bowl, uh, oh, Super Bowl commercial for Radio Shack, Dancing with the Stars, and uh, she, uh, like, uh, patented a move called the Retin Flip, uh, which consisted of a transition front flip from the high, low to high bar resulting in the gymnast perched or sitting on top of the high bar. Uh, this and many others were removed from gymnastics. Uh, uh, so, but, uh, you know, so Mary Lou Retton mentioned on the episode and, uh, beloved, right? Uh, what else do we got here? Let's look up. Oh, let's find out Jason's dance crew really quick. Uh, uh, Jason Mendoza, successful DJ. This is over on thegoodplacefandom.com. Uh, D- Amateur EDM GJ. Let's see where it says his name of his dance crew. Uh, let's see, Jason, season two, season three. It's got to be, what was that, season one or season three that he, uh, let's see, Jason, they call him childlike, uh, Gianu, DJ Acid Cat, Mr. Music, DJ Music. Uh, let's see. To reboot Jason. I thought it was like in season three that he had to go back uh, and do everything. I don't know. I guess I can't. I guess I didn't manage to figure out the name of Jason's dance crew. Uh, what about Hufflepuff? This is over at HarryPotter.fandom.com. And learn a little bit about Hufflepuff here. Uh, Hufflepuff is one of four houses of Hogwarts a school. Uh, its founder was Helga Hufflepuff. Uh, seeing most inclusive, uh, hard work, dedication, patience, loyalty, fair play, rather than a particular particular aptitude. Emblematic animals: the badger, yellow and black are its colors. Uh, head of Hufflepuff is Pomona Sprout, and the Fat Friar is the house's uh, big farm buddy. Respo- corresponds to the element of earth. Uh, that's where its colors come from, uh, wheat and soil. Uh, the Hufflepuff Point Hourglass contains yellow diamonds. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, students uh, s- uh, sorted in Hufflepuff are like uh, good at herbology. Uh, hardworking, we got that part, friendly, inclusive, uh, strong moral code, right and wrong, accepting of everyone. Uh, also the funniest to say, Hufflepuff is definitely the best sounding, you know, what are the other, like, uh, Ravensclaw, uh, 
Whatever this is, Slytherin. That sounds like something to do. What have you been doing? I've been Slytherin. Who are you? I'm a Hufflepuff. Ravensclaw sounds like you're actually, like a Hufflepuff is like where Ravensclaw, you'd say, are you really Ravensclaw? And then the main one, you know, I definitely wouldn't get into that one. So whatever Harry Potter was in, I'm not even being passive aggressive. I don't know the name of it. I'll look it up. Even yeah, because I guess I have something like it's like, well, you know, I wouldn't be in that school. So uh, I don't know. What's the name? The houses, the four houses. Let's see. The Hogwarts houses are, I should know this off the top of my head, Gryffindor, of course. Uh, so, and if you're asking, like, I always thought I was a Slytherin, but then I took all the tests and I'm Ravensclaw. So, you know, that's who Scoots is, Scoots is, is a Ravensclaw. What about the phrase in a nutshell? This is from phrases.org.uk, the phrase finder. And we'll finish up with this. What's the meaning of in a nutshell? Well, in a few words concisely stated, but what's the origin of the phrase, uh, and they say it's fairly easy to reduce. Anything that could be written in so few words that would fit in a nutshell would have to be brief and to the point. Uh, the first text that was supposed to be enclosed in a nutshell was far from small. Pliny the Elder recorded an event he believed to be genuine in natural history, which was written in A.D. 77, translated in 1601. Like Cithero has recorded that the poem of Homer called the Iliad was written on parchment and enclosed in a nutshell. Uh, the same writer, though, mentioned one of one who could see a distance of 135 miles. Uh, so, the, I don't know, there's a lot more about it. If you say, well, geez, I really want to know about more about uh, in a nutshell. Oh, and then actually, finally, like, uh, we'll do one more thing, just because those of you that might be taking the SAT or anything, or you want to knew this, this was something I learned. Ennui is spelled E-N-N-U-I, the French ennui. And I knew this was a sight word for me, so I knew E-N-N-U-I. I never knew how to say it, but I knew what it meant, but I didn't realize that was also ennui. Uh, so E-N-N-U-I, the next time you see it, it doesn't have to just be a sight word for you. You could say, oh, that's ennui. Or the next time you say, hear someone say ennui, you could picture E-N-N-U-I. And ennui is that weariness, uh, according to dictionary.com, the feeling of utter weariness and discontent resulting from lack of satiety or interest or boredom. Uh, and it's a noun, ennui. So, uh. You know, I hope this podcast is a little bit different than Ennui, like a, like a, a kind of boredom and distraction and lack of interest that leaves you full and rested. Uh, good night.